How's everyone doing today? Uh, you know, thank you for tuning in on a very special, in a very, uh, it's kind of a hard one for me, um, you know, episode of on the elected podcast. And uh, I, I, I had planned to do uh, release uh, an, an episode, uh, you know, specifically on, on racism, you know, later down the line. But, you know, within recent events, especially with the death of, of Floyd, um, just seeing this, excuse me, just seeing this, you know, senseless brutality, the, the murder of this, of this man, uh, by these officers, it really, it really paints a picture of just how corrupt and fallen our world is. And, and, you know, the product of, of sin. And I feel like I personally, I I need to speak on this um, because uh, I've seen comments on, you know, social media and, uh, you know, I've seen people start blaming Christianity, blaming... uh, that is an oppressive religion uh, that endorses racism, that encourages it, that allows it. And this is further from the truth. And I'm here to say, you know, God def- definitively does not uh, allow racism in, in, in his kingdom. He, he does not allow any of this to take place. He does not condone it. And, you know, I want to bring up, Romans ten twelve, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Uh, this verse, yes, in context, it is, it is um, speaking about Jews and the Gentiles, which Gentiles are uh, people who are not Jewish, who are not of, um, well, first of all, they're not of Jewish ancestry but they're not of the jewish religion they're not um basically a gentile is an outsider a non-believer and this verse clearly paints that god does not view uh him and her sort of mentality or or he, he doesn't prefer a certain race over everyone else you know in the beginning the Jews were the were the people were his people, but uh, as you see throughout throughout the Bible, many different people from many different nations that were not Jewish um, came were 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 used by God. You know, Egyptians, you know, Hittites, you know, Persians. Uh, you know, I could I could go on, but uh, God definitely does not make a distinction between people because all people are image bearers of Him. They're all image bearers of God. You know, there 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 is no such thing as a racist Christian. There's just, it doesn't exist. It's sin, 
and it, that uh, that needs to be stopped. You know, it, it it's it's a false view of Christianity, and it it yeah, it just need, it needs to be stopped. Um, it's not true. It's not. You know, it's not biblical, and I challenge anyone who says that it is biblical, I, 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 I challenge them to find verses, you know, that support that because, um, you won't find it. It just, it just doesn't exist. But with that being said, I want to bring it back to, to Floyd and, and just, um, first I, anyone who's listening, um, encourage you guys, you know, to pray for their family, uh, pray for the family of Floyd. Um, his friends who are grieving, his family, his uh, relatives, you know, all that. Because, uh, you know, they, they need comfort right now. They definitely need comfort, uh, you know, in the death of, of someone, you know, that they knew. And also, uh, something a little harder to do, but I also encourage to pray for the the officers as well. Because these officers are, you know, they're fellow image bearers, of of course. Um, they committed murder, definitely. They they need to be... Um, justice needs to be served, definitely, for sure. There's no question about it. Their actions were inexcusable. And, and you know, not only by the law of, of, of that we have here and, you know, the court law, but by the law that... God has placed he need, justice needs to be meted out and uh I'm sure that justice will be served but uh also I I call for for praying over these men because they desperately need Christ they desperately need to be reconciled to him because uh they they Anyone, I mean, everyone needs Christ, you know, but these men definitely need to be prayed for. I know it's hard because they're murderers and, and our heart, you know, is hard against people that commit murder, people that, you know, did it without what looks like. I'm not saying it was, but looks like without remorse. Um, just pray for them as well. And I just want to um, come to just, uh, I want to create a conversation about racism as a whole. You know, I, I made a poll the other day on my, or not a poll, but I, I made like a questionnaire sort of thing where, you know, I asked if anyone of my followers or, you know, whoever saw it, if they experienced racism. And a few people replied. Um, and and I had a really good conversation with, with um one of my followers and you know she was she was speaking specifically about you know uh racism within the latino community and for those of you who don't know i'm i'm latin um hispanic latino uh i'm american with mexican ancestry you know whatever however you want to paint that or whatever um uh oh excuse me <laughs> I have, 
I've not really seen, I, I you know, here and there, like, maybe on, like, Me Too or uh, other, like, liberal, Hispanic kind of, um, like, media. But, like, as a whole, I've never really seen this um, talked about is, is the racism that occurs within the Latino community. And this, this segment, and I'm just going to be speaking on, you know, just the racism that goes on within the Latino community, and then I'm just going to go on you know, as a whole, so, what, oh, local fire department, um, they, they're, uh, the racism within the Latino community, and, and it's, it's subtle, and then, it's, it's weird, because it's subtle, but also, it's really, like, visible, and I think, you know, not not really so much now, but I, I feel like in the older generations it was it was expected, and it was it was accepted. Um, and you know, this all started with the. You know, I'm giving you a little bit of history, but this all really started with um, the the Spanish and, and the Spanish um, classing system. And, you know, how they would divide the quote-unquote races or the peninsulares, the, the Spanish-born that, you know, born in Spain, came over to the New World, came over to Mexico and all the other colonies. Then the Criollos, the fully Spanish but were born in the New World, as was second. And then the Mestizos, the... Spanish father or mother, I think, and a native woman. And then the mulatos, which were the, uh, were, um, Spanish or were not Spanish, were, uh, Native American, you know, wherever they were, Mexico or all the other colonies and, um, a black person from Africa. They were at the very bottom. And so this system was used for like centuries. So definitely was ingrained into the culture. And so, you know, I, I don't really know much about all the other all the other Spanish speaking countries in, you know, in the Americas, but, you know, from Mexico what I know is, you know, it's very it's very ingrained into the culture, definitely. Um, you know, the darker you are, the you, you, the less, uh, I feel like I've seen the less respect you, you have, um, you know, there, there, you know, there's derogatory terms such as like Indio, which means Indian, um, if you're of a darker complexion, um, and a lot of, a lot of Latino families that I've known, you know, even, even within my own, prefer lighter skinned um oh no of course spanish speaking uh hispanics um it's preferred um also in the media you see a lot of uh you know actors in the novelas you know usually blonde haired um colored eyes uh fair skinned uh and they're always portrayed as rich successful you know, businessmen, women, 
And then you have the lowly servants that are almost always, unless it's like a story of like someone who, you know, was ousted of the of the family or something. And then they come back and, you know, stunt on them or whatever uh, and they're light skinned. But most, mostly always like universally, they're um, darker skinned, um, Amerindian descent um, people. And, you know, the this culture, it, it's sort of like you within my culture, it's like the darker you are, um, you know, the more racism you get and the more praise you get, the lighter skinned you are. And this also extends to us out here living in a, in the US you know if if you were born here but you don't know spanish you're not really you're 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 clowned on for sure like you're you're for sure clowned on um you're made to feel like you're not really mexican and in a way i i kind of mm, a very very lightly very lightly um, very softly kind of agree because um, those of us that are born here, I'm not saying you're not Mexican because you're born here, but you know, we're born here and our culture is, is American like 100% American. You know, we go to Mexico, we stand out for sure. Like we're not from Mexico, but at the same time, you know, our identity of having, um, cultural ties to Mexico, especially if you're a first generation, you know, um, immigrant parents and stuff. Um, you can't deny that, like, for, you know, for sure, um, whether you speak Spanish, or you don't speak Spanish, uh, that doesn't define your Mexicanness for that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, so for those of you confused for saying, you know, yeah, I agree that you're not Mexican because you're born in America. Um, that's why, because of you know, cultural differences, but, um, and it, and, and those are just some of the, the things that for sure, uh, a lot of, I feel like a lot of Latinos go through. Um, I, I didn't go through it like that. Oh, or I didn't really realize it was racism or, or just, or subtle racism or just, you know, um, prejudice, prejudices. I, I, I thought it was normal, you know, you know, because I love my grandpa, you know, I really appreciate my grandparents on my mom's side, you know, love them to death. Um, favorite grand, well, I shouldn't say that, but, uh, you know, love them. <laughs> I'll just keep it at that. And, you know, I have such fond memories with them. You know, they helped raise me. Um, I love them. You know, I've said that like 500 times, but, um, but, you know, they're, they're, well, I didn't really experience it as much. I can't say for the rest of my other cousins, can't speak for them, probably have them on the show, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't really get it as much, I feel like, in my opinion, again, I can't speak for their experiences, but because I was a firstborn and there's another thing of, 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 you know, gender preferences, but I'll get into that another time. But, um, because I was a firstborn grandson, I had not only to have all the attention, but I, I had like a status sort of say, 
um, within my family. And not only because I was a boy, but because I was first born. Um, and also, when I was born, I was very, I was much more fair skinned than I am now. Like, um, you see pictures of me and you're like, bruh, like, you were, you were white, dude. Like, what happened? The sun happened. No. Um, actually, I don't know, I guess, but I was very fair skinned. So, um, I was like the apple of my, of my grandparents' eye. Um, I wouldn't say just because I was light skinned, but because, you know, again, firstborn son or firstborn grandson. But as I noticed, uh, I was growing older, you know, I got darker skinned and, you know, I'd be called, you know, Indio, um, or like, oh, you look like those Indios from, you know, uh, I don't know, like some, you know, oh, you know, they look like those Indios from Oaxaca, like, you know, like, cause I, I'm, I'm a short dude, like I'm five, four, so I'm not tall. Um, so when I was a kid, I was even shorter, but, um, and you know, they'd be like, oh, like, like, you know, it means like, oh, you know, Indian, we get the point, right? And so I really felt, uh, thinking back, I was just like, oh, like, I don't want to be an Indio. Like, it, it sort of was like a, like a, not taboo, but like, sort of like, not a good thing to be. And so when I would see other darker skinned, you know, brothers, uh, you know, Mexican brothers or Latino brothers, I would for sure clown on them. Like, like, oh, like, look at that Indio or look at that knuckle. Like, that means like someone who is from like the boonies or something. Um, and I'd clown on them too. And I, and I realized later on, like, you know, how important, you know, being raised plays, like what, are, what a role it plays um, you know, growing up. And so, you know, I'd be racist towards my own, my own, you know, darker skinned brothers. And when my other little cousins were born, I would see, you know, of course, some were, you know, little darker skinned than I was. Some were the same complexion as me. And then my, my other cousin, uh, he was, you know, he's half Caucasian. Love the guy. You know, he's cool. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. So, you know who you are, bro. If you're listening, you know who you are. Um, and he was, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, lighter skinned than all of us, for sure. You know, half, half white. So he became the new apple of my grandpa's eye. And I, and I remember like, I remember feeling like, dang, like, I just, I felt like I lost some status or like I lost something and I wasn't jealous per se, but I was just like, okay, like, all right, I'm not the favorite anymore. Um, also he was a baby. So like, come on, like, of course you're going to have more time for a baby. But I, I sort of noticed this trend uh, of just, um, within other Mexican families of, of just like, you know, I've, I've heard mothers say like, oh, like get married with a white guy because, you know, he's going to be well off or, you know, or just plain out, plain, you know, because he's white, as if, you know, white people are, you know, add to, you know, the betterment of our, of our ethnicity, of our race, or whatever, you know, and growing up, I, I, I was just like, 
I thought that way too, you know, it was like, oh, I got to marry me a white girl, you know, because, you know, I want some, you know, blue eyed, light skin, you know, messy blonde haired babies. And, and I, I had that mentality for, you know, a lot of my young life. And there came a point, I'm ashamed to say, that, you know, my family, I don't want to, you know, put them under the bus or anything, but it needs to be spoken on. You know, I, I grew up having prejudices against black people because, you know, this is a very personal story, but, you know, my grandparents, my parents, they were sort of, I guess, traumatized by, by this, um, by, by black people because of this incident that happened. Um, you know, they were robbed at gunpoint, um, by, but, you know, by like a a group of young black men. I wasn't born yet. I was still in my mother's stomach. So this is, this is all secondhand account, but the way I heard it, you know, um, they stole my grandpa's like check that he had. He literally just got his check, um, cashed it out. Um, they were like a Del Taco, I think. So if you live in Bellflower, you know, the Del Taco by the 99 cent store on just before Rosecrans, or is it on Rosecrans? Anyway, that Del Taco, that's where they were robbed at. Um, but anyways, um, and sort and a sort of hatred started, be, um, be, began in, 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 in my family because of that incident. And so, uh, uh, there became like a, a prejudice, a racism against black people. And that carried over to me growing up too. And I just didn't like, you know, really dark skinned black guys. Cause I always thought, you know, well, they're trouble or, or they're gangsters or they're this. And I would subconsciously, you know, move over further. Like if we're walking down a sidewalk, I would like purposely move over um, further away to let them pass. I would lock my doors whenever I would see one walk like on the sidewalk and I was in the passenger door and they're like really close. I'd lock my door. And I thought that was normal. Like I was just, and also just with the stuff with the media, I always see, you know, black men being incarcerated or Latino men being incarcerated. Um, I'd, I'd always be like, man, like, in the back of my head, I'd have this thing like, well, for sure, you know, for sure, racism, prejudice against that. And this is the kind of thing that I I think occurs within the rest of um, the US, not saying everyone, but I'm saying uh, this sort of like subtle um, sort of of thinking um, when it comes to young black men or latino man or you know and and it, it it's something that you don't really think about but then when you look back and start really thinking about it it's like it's there and and you ask yourself where did that come from you know it, did it come from your parents or cu- the culture you're surrounded in it had to come from somewhere you know we're not born hating black people latino people asian people white people and 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 that and that's just like a that's just um one small thing within the latino community but speaking about racism in general um i also do not think or i also don't condone the fact that you know i i i had a, quite a few 
uh, you know, white friends growing up. Um, one of my, one of my really good friends is white. Um, and I have another uh, friend, uh, who's white. She know who she is. Um, and they have told me and I've seen it too. And I've done it. Like, let's be honest, like high school sucks. Um, and where you call, you basically, you know, you, you start making fun of white people, uh, you start making fun of their whiteness. You start, you know, clowning on them without remorse, um, saying all oh, this and this because you're white, or all oh, this and this because you're white. Um, you can't, you know, something like you can't even dance because you're white, or you know, bruh, you racist, you're Nazi, you're you're German, blah blah blah. Um, insults like this hurled, and yeah, I I agree. I'm not trying to like equate this level, that level of racism to what has been going on throughout history with with black people but y- you can't ignore it like you know racism isn't just perpetrated against minorities um you know it's always been around and and so i i would all often do this too you know i'd be like oh cuz you're white or like all this and this and you know i had a really good talk with my with my friend and she you know she mentions like oh you know, people think just because we're white, we have to put up with this. Like, we have to take it. You know, like, we have to, um, oh, because we're white, like, we can, you know, and, and because my ancestors or whatever, or, like, people, um, other people in America that came before, uh, because they did this, um, they have, they can do it to us, and we shouldn't feel a type of way about it. And I don't think that's correct either. Because, again, I want to point back to God, how we're all image bearers of Christ, whether we're saved, whether we're not saved, we're all image bearers of Christ that demand respect, that deserve respect, because that is how God created us, with dignity and respect, you know. And again, I have to say that only Christianity really shows the dignity and respect, you know, and has a basis for it, has an absolute basis for it in in Christ, in God. And again, you know, back to back to what I was saying. Um, I've seen that happen. And I've participated in it. And I, I, I and I, I can see why, um, why she said that. And I agree, we definitely shouldn't do that either. Um, because, you know, when it happens to us, come on, it, it you know, the, the children's rule of don't do don't do unto others, what you wouldn't want done unto yourself applies here. And so, um, I, I just want to go bring it back to, you know, scripture and, and, and say how, you know, why, you know, as Christians, you know, Christianity is, is a religion of, of all cultures, of all ethnicities. There's no racism in it. You know, first Corinthians twelve thirteen, for, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Ephesians 2.13, this is about reconciliation. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The great unifier in all this is Christ. The identity that 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 we all unify, that we're all behind is, is in Christ. There is no division. There is no, um, black, white, Asian, Caucasian, 
Turkish, European, um, you know, Martian, <laughs> Earthian, human, or whatever. Um, the last one was a joke, but you know what I'm trying to say. And and the uh, I'm trying to find. Actually, let me try to find the verse here. It's in Revelations. It's it paints a beautiful, a beautiful picture. Um, of just of what heaven is going to look like of, of what being in Christ is going to look like. Um, so let me just pull it up real quick. Should have had it ready, but, um, all right. So revelation seven, nine, a great multitude from every nation. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. So this is talking about all the saints, all the... Uh, and when I say saints, I don't mean the, the Roman Catholic um, definition of those who have been canonized, um, who have become sainthood, because... You know, as a Christian, as, you know, a Protestant Christian, you know, all saints are people who have been saved by Christ. So, you know, if you ever watch Jackie Hill Perry, you know how she always opens up with, you know, hey, saints, hey, ain'ts. Um, that's what she means by that. But anyways, <laughs> um, I just read this verse, you know, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages shows the diversity shows that god transcends the bounds of race of creed of culture he he goes beyond that and he and we're all unified under christ and we're all reconciled by christ god forgave us of our sin and so i i encourage you although it's hard although it's difficult and at times you know you don't even want to you know, regular forgiveness uh, of, of one another is hard enough. But if you have been prejudiced against, you know, because of your skin tone, because of your skin color, or because of your, yeah, because of your skin color, because of what you, you know, whatever, you know, I, I, I encourage you guys to, to find it in your heart to forgive. Um, just as Christ forgave us against our trespasses. Um, and I just want to leave you with that and, you know, keep the conversation going, keep talking about this. Um, and also don't, I, I, I would encourage you guys, um, not to stay silent. If you choose to stay silent, um, I'm not going to condemn you. You know, I've seen other people condemn people for being silent and, you know, it's not really my place to, to say that, um, I don't agree personally um so anyone staying silent with it but if you choose to i don't condemn you i don't judge you um because everyone's at a different place right now so but i i do encourage i strongly encourage you to to speak speak on this um and to be vocal about this because we we cannot keep you know as a as a as a nation but also as christians we cannot stay silent on an issue like this because um first of all 
Christ does not call us to be prejudiced against other image bearers of, 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 of him, other image bearers of God, um, who deserve respect, um, dignity. Um, we, we just can't, um, perpetrate this any longer. We can't allow this to go on. And just seeing this video, seeing all the other videos, seeing everything else, um, again, my position is, you know, it's not blacks versus whites. It's not Latinos versus whites, Asians, whatever. White people are not the root of all evil, as some of you have, you know, been been saying on, on social media. Not you guys, but just other people. You know, I leave you with this. Again, I repeat myself a lot, but we are all image bearers of Christ that deserve respect, that have dignity, um... Whether you're saved or not, we're all image bearers. And I pray and hope that you come, those who are who are not believers, I, I pray and, and call you guys to, to know Christ. Um to to just read just read the Bible. Just just read don't just click on a you know Vox Washington Post article that talks about actually read the Bible for yourself. And you'll realize that, you know, if if by God's grace, if you're you're saved by this, by by doing by reading it, by knowing, um, praise be to God, you know. So I'm just gonna leave you guys with that, and uh, the next episode that I'm gonna bring out will be up next week for sure. Um, I'm thinking releasing it on a Tuesday again or Wednesday, you know. Um, around probably the same time around like two o'clock. So, but always stay tuned on, you know, my personal Instagram, G's Louise or at underscore underscore G's J E E Z Louise L U I S. Um, or my, uh, the elected podcast at elected by, or at elected by grace. Huh? I don't even know my own uh, Instagram. That's kind of troubling. Um, but Elected by Grace, I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, by Instagram, uh, it, it'll come with all the new updates, all the uh, new things going on, what I'm going to release, um, when I'm going to release it, and just it's just going to keep updated on um, everything that I'm going to release. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also with like uh, resources for apologetics,